0: Welcome to the Sleepy Cues Podcast, where Linda Schmulowitz and Jessica Sawicki will share answers to all your questions related to your children's sleep and parenting of young children. We are both certified gentle sleep coaches. Thanks for tuning in to hear the answers to the many questions that come up with the families we work with. Hi guys, welcome to the Sleepy Cues Podcast. My name is Jessica Sawicki of Luli Sleep Consulting. Thank you so much for joining me today. Don't forget to leave your rating and review, and always send in your questions. We'd love to hear from our Sleepy Q's listeners. Today, I'm going to be talking about naps, but specifically, I'm going to be talking about the naps in those first few months, zero to six months, when they first aren't really settled and when they start settling. So we all know that sleep is very important. As newborns, our babies do sleep a lot, but in the beginning, sleep is really, really all over the place. One day we'll have a good day, one day we'll have a bad day, but this is very normal. Both day and night sleep fluctuates a lot in the beginning. Our babies are growing at a rapid rate and that sleep is so vital. While in the beginning they may come home and sleep a lot, as they get older and in the weeks to come, they are more awake and sometimes their sleep is just harder. I remember when I would bring my kids home in that first week or two, I was always so happy to find them sleeping pretty much all day. I was able to put them down in their rockers, because back then the sleep rockers were still allowed, and I was able to catch my breath, take a nap, even eat. But after about a week or two, our newborns tend to wake up a little bit more, and then sleep is just all over the place. Having a newborn is hard, and honestly, I didn't really enjoy it. For some of us, it's a little bit easier. For me, it was definitely hard. And I think for me, the hardest part was dealing with the lack of sleep. I love sleep, as you can tell, this is my job. But sleep is very important to me and my family, and the lack of sleep was really getting to me. And I know that the lack of sleep gets to us all. Newborn sleep is very inconsistent, and I think that the fact that there's no real schedule is even harder for us parents who want to have a schedule, who want to have something to follow on a daily basis. We want our babies to fall into a schedule so quickly, and I think that struggling to make that happen is what makes it really hard. But we have to understand that it is completely normal and expected for our newborns not to have a schedule and for sleep to be all over the place. Our newborn sleep does vary day to day, hour by hour. But the good thing is that naps do start formulating when they're getting a little bit older. Their circadian rhythm and melatonin start secreting around four months, schedule starts formulating around five to six months, and then by the time your child is between five to six months old, naps are settled and you can create that schedule that you were so longing for in the beginning. So how much sleep do our babies need? Our newborns need a lot of sleep. Newborns need a total of 14 to 17 hours, where three to five of those hours are during the day. As our babies get older, they'll need a little bit less sleep. Once our baby hits five to six months old, they will be down to three naps a day and only sleeping a total of three and a half hours. And at night, 11 to 12 hours. Sleep overall is very important for our kids. While our babies are sleeping, they're working on memory storage and retention. They are working on growing so they're secreting that growth hormone and they're working on processing all that information that they are learning throughout the day so they are developing and growing on a daily basis we want to make sure that our kids get good sleep overall in a 24-hour period day sleep is very important for night sleep because without good day sleep our babies will not have good night sleep if our babies don't sleep well during the day the studies show that they will not sleep well at night But again, remember, that day sleep really correlates with that night sleep. When they're sleeping, they're cycling through light and deep sleep. If our babies do a lot of light sleep throughout the day, studies show that at night they will do a lot of light sleep as well. So that means their sleep will be fragmented and they will wake up constantly. It is very normal for newborns to do a lot of the light sleep those first two to three months. They actually cannot physiologically do a lot of deep sleep, which is why their sleep is so fragmented. They will wake up constantly throughout the day and they will wake up constantly at night because their bodies are incapable of doing a lot of deep sleep for long stretches. So this is why you see their sleep so choppy during the day and so choppy at night. That light sleep starts decreasing and that deep sleep starts increasing as they get older. So between four to five months, you'll see them doing longer stretches both during the day and at night. And those long, deep sleep stretches is very important for them to do during the day and at night. So knowing that our newborns need a lot of sleep, especially those first four to six months, how long should these naps be? Because we know that our babies do need those naps, but how long should they be? So in the beginning, those first three to four months, naps vary and can be as short as 20 minutes, And as long as two hours. So while it's common for newborn naps to be short, I will suggest that if your baby wakes up and seems like she wants to go back to sleep, you can absolutely help your newborn go back to sleep. So if she woke up after 10 or 15 minutes, seems irritable, seems fussy, and wants to continue sleeping, definitely help your newborn to go back to sleep. But if she wakes up and she's not going back to sleep, doesn't seem tired, then it's okay if she's only napped 10, 15, 20 minutes, as that nap might be short, but the next one will be longer. That is okay. It is suggested to wake your newborn up if he's been napping for two hours, because you want to make sure that your child doesn't get too much day sleep, but is also waking up for that feeding time. If your child misses that feed during the day, then chances are they're going to probably look for it at night. So I always suggest that if it's time for a feed and your baby has just fallen asleep, yeah, you can let her sleep a little bit more. But don't let her pass the feed completely. Perhaps you can let her feed maybe 30 minutes later than she should have. But don't wake her up if she's just fallen asleep. So for instance, if it's 11 a.m. and she needs a feed at that time, but she just fell asleep at 1045, then let her sleep. Don't wake her up. Perhaps let her sleep until 11.30 or even 11.45 so that she gets a good nap in about 45 minutes to an hour and she's only surpassed her feeding time by 30 minutes to 45 minutes. That's okay, but don't let her skip the feed completely. As your child gets older and those naps settle in between five to six months of age and older, we want naps to be at a minimum of 45 minutes because anything less than 45 minutes is considered a cat nap. It is considered a light sleep, a short nap that isn't really restorative. So once your child is five to six months and older, we want to ensure that naps are at least 45 minutes and up to an hour and a half, maximum two hours. There does get to a point where we do want to wake up our babies after an hour and a half, and that's usually once your baby is six months and older. So let's talk about schedule. So remember how I told you in the beginning, there's really no schedule, there's really no rhyme or reason, and our newborn sleep is all over the place. So how do we go throughout our day without having any sort of schedule in the beginning? The advice I always give to my clients and what I did with my own kids is go by their feeding schedule and their wake window. So for instance, if your newborn feeds every three hours, then you will want to make sure that you wake your newborn up every three hours for that feed. Again, being able to move the feet over a little bit if she's just fallen asleep. But otherwise, make sure that you wake your baby up during the day for the feed every three hours. The second part is the wake windows. So wake windows tell us how long our baby can be up for before they enter that sleep window. Before they enter that time where it's time to go to sleep, they're tired and we need to put them to sleep. Those wake windows, as you know, increase as they get older. So for your newborn, you will want to make sure that you go with a wake window of 60 minutes, maximum 90 minutes. So 60 to 90 minutes is what the wake window is for your newborn those first three to four months. In the beginning, maybe that first month or two, you'll probably only see 60 minutes or one hour, but as your child gets older, two, three, four months, you'll probably be able to see an hour and a half. So what that means is after about an hour, give or take, your newborn will want to take a nap. So let's go back to that 11 a.m. time. Your baby needs to feed at 11, she just fell asleep, you wake her up at 11.30 and you feed her. Okay, so if at 11.30 was her feed, you know that her next feed needs to be at three hours later. But you also know that if you woke her up at 11.30, her next nap needs to be at about 12.30. And that's how you go throughout the day. When did she last feed? When did she last wake up? The schedule will become a little bit more formulated as the day sleep improves and as it consolidates. That usually happens between five to six months old. At that point, you can establish a consistent yet flexible schedule with your five to six month old where feeds are usually spaced out a little bit longer, anywhere between three to four hours. The wake window is a little bit larger, so you're looking at about two hours of an awake window, give or take. And then that day sleep consolidates. You can get in three solid naps throughout the day. The wake windows are very important to know because exceeding those wake windows causes an overtired child. So for instance, if your newborn can only handle a one-hour awake window and you're keeping her up longer, an hour and a half or two, two and a half hours, your child is now overtired. And what happens is your child will start crying and screaming, eyes are red, and she's been overstimulated. And we don't really want that to happen because at that point, it will be a lot harder to get her to take a nap. So make sure that you know the wake windows for your child, especially those first three to four months, and follow them as it will make it a lot easier to get your child to take a nap when she's tired and ready as opposed to when she's overtired. So let's talk a little bit more about how to get your child napping, especially those first few months, because in the beginning it can be a little bit hard. So first off, I always tell this to my clients, if you have a baby zero to four months old, you have the capability of doing anything you want for your child to get them to sleep. There are no bad habits, and I can't stress this enough by saying there are really no bad habits the first three to four months. Your baby is not manipulating you. Your baby doesn't have the self-soothing capabilities. So for those first four months, do anything you can to get your child to sleep. Rock, hold, feed, but anything is allowed to get your child to fall asleep. I do suggest that once your child hits four, or five, and even by six months, that is when you wanna remove all of these habits and instill good habits, and then that's when you wanna do sleep training. The next thing for the newborn is you wanna make sure that your newborn does not have day and night confusion. This can often happen the first three to four months because our babies are not born with a circadian rhythm. For them, 24 hours is just 24 hours. We are used to day and night, but our babies don't have that. Our babies are not born with that. So we need to make sure that we instill that schedule as their circadian rhythm is developed and we teach them when is day and when is night. A way to know if your child has that confusion is if your baby is napping all day and is up all night. So if you feel like it's very hard to wake your baby up, she's just sleeping all day and at night she has longer wake-ups, she has them confused. So make sure that during the day, you wake your child up for those feeds. Make sure that you expose your child to sunlight and daylight. Take her out for walks, take her to the window, turn on the lights, even turn on some background music or noises, that is a good way to teach your child that it is daytime. At night, of course, keep the room dark and dim, quiet with the noise machine, so that your baby understands that nighttime is yes for feeding but is mostly for sleeping. The next thing is pacifiers. Pacifiers are suggested to use with your newborn those first three to four months. Not only is it good for soothing but of course it also helps with the risk of SIDS. You will have to find what pacifier, what soother, which one your baby actually likes because there's so many different brands out there and some babies like certain ones versus other ones. There are some babies that don't really like pacifiers, and that is completely okay. There's nothing wrong with your baby. But I do suggest using the pacifier, especially for naps, because that sucking sensation really does help calm them down. Now, of course, after the age of five, six months and older, if you wanted to keep the pacifier or not, that's more of a personal choice. But definitely those first three to four months, you want to use them, and you definitely want to use them for naps, as that sucking sensation really helps calm them down. Swaddles are great. Those are highly suggested the first three or four months. As we've spoken about in our newborn podcasts and in our blogs, swaddles are great to help the child calm down and really help them with that moral reflex. I love using swaddles the first three to four months. I will say that not all of my kids loved it. My first child really kind of hated it, so we couldn't use it. But with my other ones, we definitely used it. And then, of course, you transition out of the swaddle once they start rolling over, or once they're between four to five months, and then you can switch to a sleep sack. But those are great. They provide comfort, and again, they help with that moral reflex, especially for those naps, because they'll tend to do a lot of the light sleep, and they'll wake themselves up, and we really don't want them waking up so frequently in those naps. Setting up the room is another thing that is very important for naps, and that is something that should be set up from the beginning. A dark quiet room is really helpful for those naps. So in the beginning, as I mentioned, our newborns will sleep anywhere, on the go, in the middle of the living room. That's totally fine, and I would definitely take advantage of that. But as your newborn gets older, they're more alert, they're more awake. Napping in the middle of the living room or in the park is not as ideal. I will also say that there are some babies that are more sensitive to light and sounds and really need that dark, quiet room. So if you haven't already set up a sleep space for your newborn or for your baby, definitely set up a room that is dark, that is quiet, that perhaps has a noise machine, and there's no lights or sounds stimulating your baby. Some clients have asked me about mobiles with sounds and music. If that calms your child down the first two to three months, you can absolutely use a mobile. I will say that sometimes they stimulate the child as they get older with all the lights and the sounds. So you definitely want to get rid of the mobile by four months. You can absolutely use it as a newborn. And if it helps with naps, absolutely. I usually like the mobiles as an entertainment. So if I need to put my baby down in a safe space and walk away, the crib with the mobile is great. For naps, I would only turn it on if it calms your child down. If not, then don't use it. And definitely get rid of the mobile once your child is four to five months. So you'll have that room set up for your baby, the dark room, quiet. The noise machine should be on a medium to low level, not so loud, not so close to your child's ear. And again, I would start using that with your newborn, especially for those babies that are a little bit more sensitive to light and sounds. Now let's talk about movement like swings, strollers, car, all of that lulls our baby to sleep. The snoo, it has that little bit of a rocking sensation, rocking your child in the arms or bouncing. The movement really lulls your child to sleep and gets them to fall asleep. So absolutely use any sort of movement or rocking or holding or bouncing to get your child to sleep. But again, this is something that you want to do the first three to four months. After your child hits four to five months, and definitely by six months, you no longer want to use those swings and the stroller in the car because while the movement helps them fall asleep, it won't keep them in a deep sleep, which is something that they should be doing at this point. So for the first three to four months, use any swings, rockers, hold, rocking, bouncing, car, stroller, anything that will lull your child to sleep. I will definitely suggest it if it's safe and it hasn't been recalled definitely transition out of that movement once your child is five to six months old. So let's talk about carriers because carriers are like the swing and the car on the stroller because your baby is basically moving or you're moving your child. But I love carriers because not only does it lull your child to sleep while you're walking around, but it also has your child really close to you in an upright position, which some of these babies love, especially the babies with reflux. Being right against mommy or daddy's chest upright is something that is very soothing for your baby. And best of all, your hands are free. So you're not stuck sitting on that rocking chair, rocking back and forth. While that is definitely nice to be doing with your baby, being able to have your baby in the carrier so you have your arms free and you can handle your other child or do other things around the house is definitely helpful. So definitely look into using a carrier for the newborns for those naps. Again, just like the swings and the cars and the strollers, definitely something that you want to transition out once your child is five to six months old. And then lastly, I would create a nap routine. For those newborns, you probably don't have enough time to create a nap routine because that wake window is so short and you're doing feedings and you're changing diapers and you know, you're know you doing a lot of holding and so you might not have enough time to do a nap routine for the newborns. I would definitely suggest creating a nap routine once your baby is five to six months or older. Routines before sleep, before nap, and before bedtime are really important. It signals your child that it's time to go to sleep, that it's time to wind down, it is not playtime. let's go into the room, let's calm down, and let's go to sleep. Much like the night routine where you have the four B's, the nap routine, I usually say do the two B's, so book and bed. So for your six-month-old, for instance, if it's time to take a nap at 2 p.m., around 1.45, you would go into the room get the baby ready and get the room ready. So the baby ready being a fresh diaper, perhaps putting on the sleep sack, getting the room ready by closing the shades, turning on the noise machine, dimming the lights. Then you would do books, so read a couple of books, and then you would turn off the lights and then do bed or crib, so put your baby down. So definitely set up that routine with your baby between five to six months old when you start creating that schedule, as it really is helpful. For those newborns the first three to four months, you will probably not have enough time to do the routine and that's totally fine. So what do you do with all this information? It's 1.30 and my baby needs to take a nap. So let's take a step back. First off, is this the right time? Is this the time that she actually needs to feed? Or is this the time that she needs to go to sleep? Or is she just fussy? Because we all know that newborns in the beginning are constantly fussy. So it's 1.30, I will ask myself, when did she wake up last? she woke up at 12.30, she's only two months old, I'm putting her down because that's her wake window, right? Or she fed, oh no, it's time to feed because it's been three hours. Once you've decided, yes, 1.30 means it's nap time, that is why she's cranky, start utilizing all those tips that we just spoke about. All right, I know there's no bad habit, so I'm gonna either put her in the carrier or in the swing or in the stroller or in the car and I'm gonna try to get her to sleep or actually I'm going to go in the room because she is way too stimulated out here in the living room. So let me go into that room, into that dark room. Let me rock her. Let me hold her. Let me put on that swaddle. Let me give that pacifier and lull her to sleep. Rock, hold, feed, and get her to go down. Perhaps I stay there and I pat her. Perhaps I give her the pacifier. Anything to calm her down. Now, if you have a baby who's five to six months old and you're still rocking and holding to sleep, that's fine. But at this point, if she's six months old and you need to put her down for a nap because it's 1.30 and she's been up for two hours, now it's time to go down. Perhaps you're putting her down more awake rather than asleep, and you're going to do some sort of sleep training to teach your child how to put herself to sleep for those naps. Remember to create a routine, Remember to create that sleep space for your baby and provide support and comfort those first few months, but then allow for your child to fall asleep independently. Remember that those wake windows are really important. So as a newborn, that wake window is about an hour, maybe an hour and a half as she gets older. Once she's between five to six months old, that wake window is two hours. And then remember that naps in the beginning are all over the place, much like night sleep is. They don't have a circadian rhythm, they're not secreting melatonin, and they're really relying on us parents to help soothe them. But that schedule, that day sleep, really starts formulating closer to 5 to 6 months old. It does get a little bit easier. That light sleep starts drifting off. They can do a little bit more of that deep sleep, and naps start getting longer and better overall. Naps are very important for our kids. Not only is nap important for their development, but day sleep really affects that night sleep. Remember, sleep begets sleep. So you want to make sure that your child is getting in those naps during the day so that at night she's not overtired and doing a lot of light sleep. I hope this was helpful. I know that naps can get very challenging. I know that naps are really important for our babies and for us. But hang in there because once you're out of that newborn stage, I promise you naps get a lot better, a lot longer, and then she's napping and so are you. Thanks for listening.